spinning the tunes. Oh, no, it's not Ariana Highway. Live from Studio 6B on hey, a Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Glad you're in. Lots to do. Slick Rick's going to do some sports. Rick Delgado's got the news. David Sears got some news as well. Aaron and Fran holding it down as always. Slickster, how are you tonight? Doing good, Big D. How we doing? Very good. Getting a lot of emails about your calendar and what certain months people like. And everybody to a person has had absolutely glowing reviews. Not not one oh, issue no. yet with anybody who says anything about it that's other than it's an A-plus first class, as we told them it was, calendar. There it is. So... Good How stuff. was the feedback on your end, Ben Slickster? Oh, it's been great. Actually, a good friend of mine who watches the show every night for four years, my friend Nancy on Long Island. She said she absolutely loved the calendar. And her husband, her daughter, and her, their favorite month was May, which was your favorite month, ironically. And you and I had, a, like, a discussion about May. Oh, no, you're not showing the shoes, and that was their favorite month. <laughs> oh, what was that? Yeah, what was that discussion we had when we were picking out May? <laughs> what was your position? We're not showing the shoes. They're not going to be happy. No, it's the favorite month. Go figure. And I said that was my one of my favorite pictures of the whole shoot, didn't I? You absolutely did. You absolutely okay, did. Very good. Yep, you got some eye. <laughs> Eagle eye. <laughs> At least one of them. <laughs> I only one need one to pick out good pictures of you, Slickster. That's it, man. That's exactly right. So, uh, Mr. Zier, how are you? Good. I saw Rick Delgado's post on Twitter today oh, on cool. X. Hilarious. Was that you? Which one? On the LFS 6B? Oh, them. yeah, the one making fun of me. That's oh. the one. Oh, nice. Oh, you mean, uh, you, you, you mean, what was it, uh, Jeopardy, or what was the other one? The Pirate. Oh, Wheel of Fortune. Oh, it was Wheel of Fortune, right? Because oh. they, they, they guess the... Uh, they Wheel guess, of Fortitude. <laughs> they guess yes. letters. It was very yeah. funny. Waiting, waiting for the one-eyed guy to uh, ask for an I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he requested uh, an I. But, uh, Damon, how are you today? And uh, there's already swastikas in Rockefeller Center tonight for the tree lighting. So. Yeah, I, saw, I see what's going on there. Um, yeah, the enemy is here, as they say. Uh, yeah, I've, I saw what uh, some of the footage out of Rockefeller Center tonight being taken over by pro Hamas supporters out in front of the Fox News building in front of the uh, in front of the Rockefeller uh, tree. And um, as far as I can tell, doesn't look like the New York City police is doing much, but just letting it happen. So, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of footage of it, but uh, it's still going on. So we'll see if there's anything that comes out of that all night. We'll obviously follow that. Uh, Rick Delgado, how are you? I, I am. I am well. Uh, aside from the, uh, let's see, now now finding out that May is going to be pre the preferred month of 2024. <laughs> um, yes. I, I found out today I'm also a moron when it comes to mailing stuff and Elon rules. That's all. Okay. Yes. Boy, did you see Elon at that, uh, whatever it was, <laughs> was that the New, New York, York Times, Times Summit or something? He was there and um, Bob Iger sitting there from Disney, sitting there in the audience. And of course, um, Elon gets asked about advertising on X and he just goes off as only he can and says, you're going to try to, you're going to try to blackmail me. Yeah. We have Go the clip. F yourself. Yeah. We have the clip if you want to play it. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Roll it. <laughs> Apology tour. If you will, this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger I hope today. They stop. You hope uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? <laughs> it, 
If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f*** yourself. I can't blame him. But go f*** yourself. <laughs> is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience. Well, well let me ask you then. <laughs> That's how I feel. Don't yeah. advertise. <laughs> there you go. It's great when you're a billionaire. You can tell Any other questions? Yeah. Any other questions? That's how you deal with bullies. That's how you deal with a schoolyard bully. You punch him right in the face. That, right. That's how you deal with him. And that's exactly what he did. Hi, Bob. Go F yourself. Yeah. You're not going to blackmail me with Media Matters and what, what, what was very clear what was going on uh, with advertising dollars. No, not happening. It was Trump-esque. Yeah. yeah. And, and I guess, and, and, you know, I think David Zero, you just made the mention of it. It's nice to have that kind of, he has what you call uh, bleep you money. He can do that. <laughs> and that's great. When, yes. when you have, when you have bleep you money, you're, you're able to do that. You're able to say, you know what? Oh, yeah. I'm bleep not going to do this. Or if you have no money, you, <laughs> right. can, you say that too. If you're broke like me, you say, you know what? I'm not going to do this. What are you going to do? Take money I don't have? Ah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like the guy from, um, Remember that old show Billions that was on Showtime? It was a great show, oh, season yeah. one or season two. He said, "He said, what's the point of having fu money if you're never going to say fu?" And so that's what Elon did tonight. Yeah, yeah. He's not he's not going to play any games like you like you said because he doesn't have to. So and um, he's figured out a way to make it work. You think about how he took took Twitter over before it became X and the financial situation they were in and the, and the people who were employed there that he was in and how many people, and it was just over bloated, kind of like our government over bloated in every single department. He's taken that down and the numbers down to a place where the thing can operate. It's bigger than it's ever been. And he, but he's not going to, he's just not going to be pushed around. He's just not going to be. And yeah, that's and just that, all there is to it. And now with this lawsuit against Media Matters, uh, they're going to expose exactly what's been going on and, and what they've been trying to do. Good yeah, for him. Yeah, and I think I think Rumble filed as well today. I thought I saw Chris Pavlovsky yep. uh, said said something as well. I think I think they filed against Media Matters. Media Matters front group, of course, for George Soros. Very important. These two uh, going after them will be. Uh, both of these lawsuits will be very important to watch what develops there. So, um, well, you know, I wanted to get right to Crazy Town because I thought maybe we'd play it twice tonight because this was so, this might be an all-timer. This is so off the rails, Biden, today. The, the drug department at the White House is going to is working overtime because they just, you know, the cocktail, get them ready for the speech thing. They're just, they're just you got to work overtime. Uh, they, they don't, they've never seen a challenge facing them like they've seen, well, today because this is just... Well, this might be an all-timer. You'll let me know. Here we go. Crazy town from today. Aaron, roll it. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the introduction. And Nick, mayor, the mayor here. You know, I walked off. Stand up, Nick, Mr. Mayor, so you see you. I was on the plane. They came to meet me at the Air, at the Air Force One. I'm on the plane. I'm on the phone talking with my national security team about the next tranche of prisoners being released. And I knew I was running late, so I came down the stairs of Air Force One and ran right to the car, ran right by the mayor, and everybody came to see me. And uh, the chairman of SC, uh, CS Wind, Kim, where, where were you? He, there you go, man. Thank you. But I am friends with your 
neither of Mr. Moon, you know, you know, we're, we're, we're good guys. Thank you for all the, and I want to thank all that? the tribal leaders for joining. Are the tribal leaders are here? If, you, if you're here, you stand. Can I see? I don't know where you are. Maybe I don't, you're not here right now. Maybe As I'm I not said here for a right long now. time, when I think climate, right and I mean this sincerely, I think jobs, jobs. That's what climate's about. Not only saving lives and saving the environment, but jobs. And because of the investment and incentives we wrote into the law, CS1 recently huh? announced its employees will receive an end-of-year bonuses as well. Here in Colorado, the wind turbine manufacturing vistas. Is, is investing $40 million to expand its factory and hire an additional so 1,000 employees. Solar manufacturer Ber Meyer Berger. We're also bringing the summer semiconductor manufacturing back home. <laughs> semiconductors. We invented the computer chips. We invented the semiconductor. The historic investments we're celebrating today is in Congressman Bobert's district. She's one of the leaders of this extreme mega movement. Mega. Tell mega. that to mega. anyone who wants to listen. That's Tell a good name. thanks mega. to Congressman. I think she what she calls a massive failure. I got around the plant today to those I got to talk to. Oh, You're changing America. You're changing America. Yeah, 45 it all sounds like a, a massive failure in thinking by the congresswoman and her colleagues, as my mother would say. God love him. As one of my friends back home would say, that's real chutzpah. That's real chutzpah. Let me be clear. Any corporation <laughs> really? that's not passing these savings on to the consumers needs to stop the price gouging. One of the ways <laughs> that we paid for all those investments and we paid for them, and by the way, I cut the federal deficit of over $7 billion while doing all this. We could use it to strengthen the Social Security and Medicare system. That's like a Instead quarter. of cutting them, or like Congressman Trump and both were going to do. Congressman Trump. <laughs> we could use it to help millionaires and millions of families afford, instead of millionaires and millions of families afford. And all these ideas would be a hell of a lot Wow. better for growing the American economy wow. I think the billionaires showing keep how paying less taxes than any middle class person or working person That's in America. That's what I'm about. This is not any, they call it socialism. Here's the deal. I've said this and I said this to <laughs> Deng Xiaoping in the Himalayas and I've said this to Who? every major world leader. <laughs> Did he call him Deng Xiaoping? Never, never, never been a good bet to bet against the American Chinese people. Leader. Never, never, never. We just have to remember They're who in God's name you are. We're the United States of America. I was going to yell at us. There's nothing, nothing beyond our capacity to work together. So let's continue to work together, and God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. We're moving, folks. We're moving, and no one's going to stop us. Chung Pao Pete. What the hell is he talking about? You got to get that one back again. You really do, because it happened so fast, that's what I heard, and I'm probably wrong. There's no way he said Chung Pao Pete. No, it sounds like a new item on the poo-poo platter. He was referring to the former premier of China, Deng Xiaoping, but Deng Xiaoping died in 1997. So, oh, I mean, might have been there as a senator. Or but who's Chung Pao this. Pete then? Yeah, I'm telling you, it's a new item on a poo poo platter. Come on. <laughs> you know oh what I'm Maybe they listen to the, the, the wonton clan. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. Wow. He, he's t he has said, how many times that he's been with 
Xi Jinping on the Himal in the Himalayas. Yeah. <laughs> now there's a threesome. Chung Pao Pete was there too. <laughs> now it's a threesome because Deng Xiaoping he also was with. Yeah. At the Himalayas. Is that what he said? Deng. Xia- yeah, he, he said, said Deng Xiaoping. But oh, he said Deng, okay. A leader from 30 years ago. Because I I heard, uh, you know. <laughs> Chung Pao Pete. That's all. Either way, he's senile. <laughs> they woke up dead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's who he was talking about. Dung Dung Chung Ping, whatever his name was. Oh man! Holy magnet! That was that was somebody. Somebody. Good goggly goo. That was push me out a window. He was the ruler during the Tiananmen Square. Oh my! Was Congressman Trump? <laughs> <laughs> Congressman Trump. Yes. And and. And Congresswoman Bobert. That's a classic. And I love the DOT workers they had to have up there to usher him off stage. I thought they were going to cut amazing. his power off. Oh, man. That was that was <laughs> that was a mistake to play in the first segment <laughs> because the audience comments I can't I, I just I have to put the chat away I just have to put the chat away that's what I have to do I'm just I'm, just, I'm, I'm taking it right here and I'm putting it away I'm not watching it anymore because the more I watch it the more I cry laughing. And I can't do that here because I got to get through the show in this segment. So I got to stop looking at the chat. Won't happen. And yeah, Delgado, but, don't give but, me any more names. But Dimmy Dijang just won the chat. <laughs> Black Gun says Chairman Kung Pao Chicken. <laughs> he left out Long Duck Dong. Long Duck Dong. You guys are brutal. All right, it's time to do sports. <laughs> This is where the audience gets me every time. Show's done. No, 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 no. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Nadler myself if we keep reading this. I, you are. We're gonna, we're gonna play it again before the end. I knew this was gonna be a double take tonight on this one. This was gonna oh, be an all timer because it was just yeah. all. He was so it's, all over the place. It was just it's crazy. It's an all Is what it is. An oh my god! Well. It's an all timer. <laughs> I mean, just unbelievable. Holy All moly. right, let's do some sports. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. <laughs> uh, use our code LFS6B at checkout. It'll save you up to 66% off all the great stuff at MyPillow. Mike Lindell, great person, great company. Of course, uh, use our code LFS6B. Send us your receipt. We'll send you free merch from live from Studio6B.com as well. You can check out the news section over there. If you don't know how our promo is working, we did a whole article about it. Just follow the simple directions, and you can pick something out from our store absolutely free for supporting Mike Lindell. Slick Rick, what's going on? Big D, well, the Chinese national ping pong team took to the table. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> All right, here we go. Oh. NHL, let's go. Big D, let's get to the scoreboard. Only three games in action, including Rick's Rangers. No score in the Garden. Rick, they're hosting the Detroit Red Wings, and that's at the end of one. Canadians trail the Blue Jackets 2-1. to one. Uh, Eight to go there in the second. Blue Jackets playing good lately. And Kings and Capitals. Kings hosting them later tonight at the, what is it, Crypto.com Center or Staples Center. That's at 10.30. First puck drop. A couple of NCAA men's basketball games. St. Joseph's right now leading number 16 Villanova. Actually, number 18 Villanova. 62-51. Six to go there in the game. Uh, Buffalo trailing James Madison 50-38. North Carolina up 61-39 to over Tennessee at the half. Also at the half, Virginia edging out Texas A&M 27-26. NBA action. Not a lot of games going on in the NBA today, but we got the Sixers right now trailing the Pelicans 16-6. The Raptors right now leading the Suns 37-34. Both those games are in the second. And at the half, the Magic over the Wizards 66-56. Well, Aaron, listen up. We got some good news today. I'm sure you heard already. Jets begin Aaron Rodgers' 21-day practice win though, and next up in recovery from torn Achilles tendon. This is like a modern-day medical miracle if this guy is able yeah. to come back. AP report <laughs> out of Florham Park, New Jersey. What a beautiful place that is. Aaron Rodgers' improbable comeback from a torn Achilles tendon has taken the next step. The New York Jets opened the 21-day practice window for the quarterback today, exactly 11 weeks after he had surgery with Rodgers cleared for some football activities. Coach Robert Salas said the four-time NFL MVP who turns 40 on Saturday, wow, will be limited at practice and is not cleared for contact. Salas said, Salas said there's uh, no added risk in taking this step, emphasizing it's not necessarily a signal that Rodgers will play again this season as much as it is the next part of the quarterback's rehabilitation process. So it might be a little window dressing going here, uh, but we'll see. For Aaron, what he will be doing in practice is no different than what he'd be doing on the field with regards to certain drills and individual drills. Uh, Salas said instead of throwing with staff members, he's throwing with teammates. At the end of the 21-day period, the Jets will have to make a decision whether to activate him or spend the rest of the season on IR. And this is all part of his plan. He's been taking all these steps with his rehab, very aggressive rehab, uh, a lot different than what players normally. Normally, an Achilles tendon, you're shut down for the year. It's over. It's, it's standard ops. You're not going to play again that season. You'll be fortunate <clears throat> to be in training camp the following year with an early year injury, right, Big D? That's your experience with watching this over many years in sports what, like myself. What would possibly be the reason? I mean, seriously, whatever they're doing medically it is i don't know what i know he went about this a different way but what possibly would be the reason to try to rush him back to play this year? Just what is the reason? Well, There's point, absolutely yeah. zero reason. Well, the Jets are four and seven. They lost their last four in a row, and they host uh, well, they host Atlanta Falcons, who right now, believe it or not, lead the South. Not with much of a record, but uh, yeah, this, I don't, I don't see any upside to him coming back, Big D. Either, even though they, they desperately could utilize a quarterback, I think Aaron was going to throw for them earlier today before she came to the show. But uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to be happening with that team. So, I mean, Aaron, you're a huge, you're a yeah. huge fan. You follow the team. I mean. Is there any any situation that you would want to see them bring him back? Honestly, at this point, no. I feel like it's really not worth Smart. it because I feel like if you watched any part of the Dolphins game that happened last week, you can just tell the O-line gave up completely. Even after Zach Wilson's out, Tim Boyle's in, there was no difference because the O-line has 100% given up. So in my opinion, I would like to see him come back, obviously, because I want him to take them to more wins but the playoffs are out of the question already, so there's just no point. 
Yeah. Totally agree. I don't totally agree with that analysis. Yeah, not very good analysis. Right on point, totally. Uh, just one more quick one. Big D, I absolutely love this story. It really warms my heart. Flyers signed nine-year-old with, uh, with cancer to one-day contract. This is ESPN.com. The Philadelphia Flyers had a special guest read out at, at their lineup Tuesday night. Nine-year-old Owen Makichi, excuse me, uh, who has been living with a pediatric brain tumor diagnosis since he was six months old, signed with the Flyers on a one-day contract. The team honored him on Hockey Fights Cancer Night, uh, where the team comes together in support of people impacted by cancer. Uh, Makichi got to read out the Flyers lineup in the locker room prior to their 4-1 loss to Carolina Hurricanes. He also lent his experience as captain of Pennsylvania Genesis Hockey Club to the team while hanging out on the bench with head coach John Tortorella. And uh, over the next year, Makichi will be undergoing additional cancer treatments to address new tumors on his spine, according to 6abc.com. No doubt the Flyers will be rooting for their youngest teammate all the way. And that's where sports really shows class. Even a team like the Flyers, who don't have a lot of class. That's a fantastic <laughs> story. Sorry, Flyers fans. The Broad Street Bullies. I thought that was a great story for that young man, Owen Makichi. Congratulations. That's a wrap, Big D. All right, Slick Rick, very good. We'll do some more sports with Slick before the end of the night. You know, uh, we were talking last night about Chris Christie, and of course he goes on all of these left-wing shows, and he said yesterday that, or the day before, that the um, he's got momentum. And me and Delgado were ta- tossing around last night whether that meant he was rolling down a hill or what, what that meant. <laughs> he's a peloton. I saw this headline, Delgado, in the New York Post today, and I think I know now what he means. Police search for thief who stole van loaded with 10,000 Krispy Kreme donuts. Did you see this story? No. Yeah. Come on. A search is underway for an opportunistic donut thief who tore away from a service station early this morning in a Krispy Kreme van. 10,000 donuts in the van while the driver of the van was inside paying for, I guess, a coffee or something. Uh, The vehicle was on its way to Newcastle to make a variety of deliveries, including Christmas-themed and classic donuts. Police are currently searching for the van and the sweet-toothed thief. So I think we may have our answer, Delgado, on what what kind of momentum he was talking about. Yeah, 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 of course. He he, he wants to get to the bottom of that story real quick. You can imagine. You know, um, Damon, I just wanted to add, um, according to latest polling, Trump has amazing numbers uh, today. He's increased his lead from 44 to 47.5% nationwide in an average of the last 10 polls. But Christie's only at three. And he's only at 11 in New Hampshire with all his efforts there. So he's not gaining any ground. No, he's going nowhere. But again, we know his, you know, we know what his uh, job here is. He's a kamikaze. Uh, his job is not to, he doesn't He doesn't think he's going to win. He doesn't actually think he has momentum. He wants to get invited on MSNBC and CNN and ABC with little Georgie so he can go on there and, and smash Trump. That's all he wants to do is smash Trump and tell how everybody's going to be a convicted felon by the next year. And that's going to change the whole outlook of the uh, thing. That's all he wants to do. So we, we know what his deal is. I, I would want to get to the bottom of the Krispy Kreme fan <laughs> and just make sure that we can rule him out is what right. I think we should do. <laughs> Studio 6B on a Wednesday. More to do news with Delgado and David Zier coming up.
Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. Glad you're in. Slick Rick's doing sports. Rick Delgado and David Z are going to do some news. Aaron and Fran holding it down as always. Just a little update on what we talked about at the top of the show. Matt Gates, which shared some video out of New York City, says the consequences of unchecked immigration as seen tonight in New York. And now the protesters have now gotten up on the... Um, well, I guess if you look at, I mean, it's hard to see without the visual, but they're standing on top of the like address wall in front of the Fox News Corporation and uh, around the tree. And it looks like the crowd is growing uh, from the looks of it. So ugly scenes tonight in um, in New York City. Yeah, but as, I'm, as, I'm seeing uh, I'm seeing some some on New York Post as well. They got live video. Yeah. So, and as uh, Gates says, um, the consequences of unchecked immigration, the consequences of a lot of things, unchecked, you know, um, taking the power away from our police department to do anything as they stand there and basically watch. They're afraid to do anything, of course. And uh, it's a lot of things, consequences of. And uh, this is why New York City has become, well, not a great place to visit now, even around the holidays or any other time. Because any, you know, they, they closed the Manhattan Bridge the other day. I saw that protest. So there's all kinds of, you know. Yeah. You just, you just, you're taking your life in your own hands every time. And, and you know, we were speaking about it last night too about these no go zones where you, where you allow this unfettered immigration with people who have no interest in assimilating. And when they don't assimilate, they gather up a, a, like a little cluster and they create their own little country, their own little, you know, own little enclave. Yep. Uh, that become these, you know, like we, we described these no go zones for the police. And this is what you get. They have no they have no allegiance to this country. They have no knowledge of its of its history, uh, 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 of what it takes to really make it here. And they have no appreciation. They just think they're owed it because they were brought here. Um, you know, and, and then you see some of the pictures coming out of uh, Chicago with these with these immigrants. And it's snowing in Chicago. And it's freezing in Chicago. Hey, Nicaragua sounds pretty good right around now. I'm a, yeah, a, absolutely. There's a blue alert in New York City tonight, which means Dan that Bongino. This is yeah. Dan Bongino says this is not the Middle East you're looking at. This is New York City. The enemy is already here. Yeah. Daniel Horowitz right. says just another night in blue America as Hamas supporters in New York City call for genocide against the Jews in front of the Fox building. So, uh, yeah, more and more video out, out tonight. We'll keep an eye on it. All right, let's do some news, though. News is brought to you by 7Cells. Our friends over at 7Cells.com use our code LFS6B, 20% off at checkout. Great stuff for your health, for your skin, all kinds of good stuff over at 7Cells.com. Rick Delgado's got the news. What's going on, my friend? All right, well, going down to uh, D.C., the, the basically the center of all our problems, the House GOP appears to have the votes. To expel George Santos, at least. That's the only thing it seems like they're working on. An internal uh, Politico whip count found that nearly 90 House Republicans say they plan or are likely to support voting to boot the New York Republican. Nearly uh, um, uh, 90, uh, like I said, 90 uh, said near certainty that they want to boot George Santos from Congress. That means that it's that they uh, 
the certainty that I don't know they they repeat themselves in the stupid article. Political internal uh, the vote would set a new precedent. Says here the House would expel five members, has only expelled five members in its history. Three due to supporting the Confederacy during the Civil War. The other two were both convicted before their colleagues voted them to voted to boot them out of Congress. But enough House Republicans and Democrats have determined that the damning ethics committee report, which found sufficient evidence of criminal wrongdoing earlier this month, is enough to trigger the removal and many Republicans are confident the vote would succeed. Here is what uh, George Santos had to say about it himself. This is cut number seven. In history, five members of Congress have been expelled. All five had suffered convictions in a court. All five had due process. This expulsion vote simply undermines and underscores the precedent that we've had in this chamber. It starts and puts us in a new direction, a dangerous one that sets a very dangerous precedent for the future. Are we to now assume that one is no longer innocent until proven guilty and they are in fact guilty until proven innocent? Or are we now to simply assume that because somebody doesn't like you, they get to throw you out of your job? Or better more, does the Constitution bear no consequence where a duly elected member of the House of Representatives is elected by the general public, but then a couple of politicians decide that they don't like that person? These are all matters and questions that can be brought up. But I'll leave it at this. The process in which the Ethics Committee engaged was incomplete, irresponsible, and littered with hyperbole, and littered with bias opinions. The chairman of the committee himself admitted that it wasn't the, it wasn't the full extensive process and therefore he couldn't recommend from the committee a punishment or action. Therefore, cheapening the process of the ethics committee, cheapening the process that this, that this country has expected from this, from this chamber. Look, it is not a right to be a member of Congress. The media will always remind me of that every time I talk to them. But it is a privilege, a privilege that you work hard for and you get elected to Congress as a privilege to represent those who have chosen you. Madam Speaker, I think we can all agree that due process matters and that we should all be very concerned about the way that we are conducting this process. I ask that all my colleagues in the House consider and understand what this means for the future and to set the record straight and put this in the record, I will not be resigning. And with that. All right. So you heard it from him. There were also two motions earlier to expel Santos this week, one led by ethics chair Michael Guest out of Missouri, out of Mississippi, I should say, and another out of Dep uh, Democratic reps, Robert Garcia out of California and Dan Goldman. What a surprise out of New York. The Democratic uh, resolution was introduced under certain rules Tuesday that triggers a floor vote uh, no later than Thursday. So uh, we could be we could be seeing something happen on this tomorrow. So. There you have it from uh, from George Santos, an update to his situation. And uh, real quick, if I may mention, uh, because Fran was kind enough to send me this link uh, from Politico uh, about the gentleman who wrote the movie uh, about a con man elected to Congress uh, called The Distinguished Gentleman. We, we talked about that a few weeks ago. And oh, this yeah. guy actually wrote this article. Today, I think it was released today. Yeah. No, uh, yesterday, 1128 uh, by Marty Kaplan.
which is uh, pretty interesting. I, I, I'll, I'll put it up on the uh, on my Getter feed and X feed, and you guys can check it out. It's pretty interesting how he talks about you know basically a liar who kind of scammed his way into Congress. And, and you know this this movie was written 30 years ago, but he said to the day he says he remembers seeing this this uh, headline come across about how this guy scammed his way into Congress, and he's like, I wrote a movie called This Thing This Gentleman about a guy who scammed his way into Congress. There isn't one Republican who's done what Santos has done in all of Congress, and he's going to go bye bye. I have nothing more to say about it. Yeah, uh, so, I, I actually I actually do have some things to say about it. And over at the Federalist today, they had a piece that I um kind of thought, you know, you see people like Matt Gates and others saying that they're not going to vote to expel him before he's convicted of anything. And you have to ask yourself yeah. why that is. And over at the Federalist today, they have a piece entitled All the Ways That Americans Benefit from Republicans Voting to Expel George Santos. Well, there are none except for Democrats. And they go on to, to go through that the Republicans, there's no... They have, there's no stomach for them to impeach Mayorkas. There's no stomach for them, certainly so far, to impeach Biden. There's no stomach for them to um, to uh, even bring uh, MTGs to the floor on Mayorkas. We can't get any of them together on anything. Uh, and they go through the fact that really by the end of this week, when you look back at the Republicans, what will they have accomplished since taking control of the House, they say? Uh, how, what have they you know, done Damon. to improve the lives of the people? who have put them there since 2022, he where, says, let's count the ways. Where is everybody's morals? Like, I don't get it. The guy, you know, and wait till he gets convicted, fine. But the guy is a slug. He's a slug and he's a criminal. And there isn't one Republican in all of Congress that pulled the crap that he did. Where are our morals? Because it's an extra MAGA vote, we're going to keep him in? No. We're better than that. And there's nobody in Congress in the Republican side that you can say did what he did using campaign donor money to go pocketbook shopping. He's a slug. Well, that, that, might, that might be true. But again, there, there, there's a way to do this. And if we're going to just vote to just get him out before he's been before there's been some kind of anything to say, OK, yeah. yes, we're, we're in unison that he's been convicted here or tried and convicted. That's not saying, you know. Uh, as this article points out, Santos might very well be a liar. He may have cheated, as David said, cheated campaign donors out of thousands of dollars so he could fund his tacky, degenerate lifestyle, buying luxury clothes and subscribing to online pornography. Uh, but he, he, you know, he, he's been charged with serious crimes and he's probably someone I wouldn't let near my kids or borrow a 10 spot, but he hasn't been convicted of anything. And so Republicans wait, so wait with a 14, let me finish, yeah. let me finish. And Republicans with a 14 seat majority are in no position to be shedding votes. What's the rush? Santos is up for reelection in a year anyways. Until then, why not just hold off until any votes related uh, with any votes that are related to OnlyFans? But the Republicans wouldn't be able to go on CNN and say they did the right thing if they get rid of them. So go ahead, David. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. We're, we're so much get... better than that. We're better than that. And Trump's not a criminal and he's wrongly indicted. Santos is not only a criminal and a heinous liar who said his mother escaped 9-11 and his parents escaped, his grandparents escaped the Holocaust and all the other garbage he pulled. But he stole and he's going to be convicted. So wait until he's convicted. He does not belong well, there. We're better the than point. that. I'm better than that. We're better than that. 
Right, but the point is, wait till he's convicted. You do, so we we at least agree on that point. Yeah. There's got to be some due process, does there not? Or we just no, say that doesn't that's have to be. We've heard enough in the public. You're out. But that's not the way Congress works. There's an ethics investigation. They can vote to get him out right now because he's so reprehensible. People can't stomach him. And, you know, you just want that extra vote. And it's not right. It's not, I have to stand on, I have to stand on higher ground. You know, it's, it's just not right. He's got to go. And he, he, he very well may go. Yeah. But um, this is not this is not a unique position held by just one or two people. I have seen many in the Republican Party say this is not the way to do it, that we should not be just if we don't have a stomach to get rid of my or get rid of any of these other people. But they have all of the stomach to get rid of uh, George Santos when there's been no nothing other than what's been in the public. Right. There's been no due process of anything, as he said in that speech. I mean, it's it's not it's not something that just you're seeing by one or two people. I understand your position, but you're seeing it by more than more than just Matt Gates and MTG and others. The vote's not just predicated on breaking the law. The vote's predicated on on morality of him. So they could do whatever they want. I don't mind waiting, but he won't be there long. Yeah, well, I think you're right. I think you're right. I don't think he'll be there long, but I don't think you just say. We've heard enough, and that's it. All right, more news coming up on a Wednesday night. doing sports. David Zier is going to do some news. Rick Delgado's got some more news as well. Aaron Fran holding it down as always. We'll try to get back to crazy town in hour two. Boy, the emails and messages are coming in about that crazy town. <laughs> I knew it was going to be an all-timer, but man, oh man, I guess it hit everybody like it hit me. Hysterical, but sad, obviously all in the same. Yeah. Just, I mean, just mind-bogglingly, just my God, what is going on? Well, there, were some, um, there were some real mumbling segments there that we just, I don't think anybody could decipher, right? When you were, when you were putting this together, were you, did you like back up and be like, did you try and Because I know sometimes you've done the, uh, the, the Star Wars, uh, you know, uh, text to it. Um, th there's no text I think you could do. It would all look like hieroglyphics, I think. No, I mean, I mean, there was, there was just some moments that if you, when you watch him, when you watch him, it's it really is like he's he reads he sees these for the first time when he does them, and just the 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 eyes and the brain connected to the teleprompter just do not work, <laughs> and it just leads to 
I mean, well, I mean, you saw what it led to today. I mean, huh. it was so off the rails. It was. Uh, yeah, like I was when I was reading my first news story. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very. Kind of, well, not as not. Yeah. Not, not that bad. <laughs> so, it was terrible. All right, speaking of that, why don't you try to read some more news stories? News is brought to you by Seven Cells. Seven Cells dot com. What else is going on? Well, I told you that the uh, there was a hijacking in D.C. Or, or a carjacking, I should say. And it's interesting because that's Difference. probably the place that's that's it's really experiencing the most carjackings in the country. Uh, this one coming from ABC News as a an FBI special agent. Not just anybody, but an FBI special agent was carjacked in Washington, D.C. in broad daylight. An FBI special agent carjacked at gunpoint in D.C. Uh, this afternoon, according to multiple law enforcement sources, the incident occurred near the 1200 block of Constitution Avenue. Uh, the agent was driving a blue Chevy Malibu. Who would want to steal that thing? Uh, which contained the agent's body armor and radio when it was stolen, sources said. The agent was not harmed, sources told ABC News, and the car was recovered a short time later. The D.C. Metropolitan Police Department is investigating the matter. And the FBI, Washington Field Office, and the Metropolitan Police Department Carjacking Task Force, they have a carjacking task force in D.C., it's so bad, um, are also investigating, according to the FBI spokesperson. On Wednesday evening, the FBI then confirmed, saying in a statement, at this time we can confirm that an FBI employee, they're saying, was carjacked on the afternoon of November 29th. The vehicle was recovered in the FBI Washington Field Office and the Police Department Task Force are investigating. Uh, Washington, of course, as I mentioned, has had an unprecedented surge in carjacking, surpassing already 900 offenses recorded year to date. In recent days, carjackings are up more than 100% from last year. 77% of carjackings in the district involve guns. And uh, we've also seen, I think, members of Congress and people in their staff have been uh, carjacked at gunpoint as well. So this is a trend that seems to be uh, really, really uh, doing very well if, if you're a carjacker in the dc area you're gonna be very busy so there yeah, you have it well i mean even if you get caught it's you're in the front door out the back you know the again the same thing as what's going on in new york city right all of the all of the um talking down and then all of the um what the police have gone under in this country over the last three four years and i mean this is all uh yeah, this is the I mean, result. This is what you're seeing in all these blue cities. This is what you're seeing. It's just out of control. Yeah, out this of is control. the result. We see it on social media with people just walking out of stores, stealing, uh, you know, just hundreds and thousands of dollars worth of merchandise, and nobody stops them. And, you know, you mentioned the police, especially in NY, uh, New York, the NYPD, is being criticized now after 2,500 officers have turned in their badges in the last year. Um with the workload being the leading factor driving people away from the job, it says here in this article, uh, the department saw over 1,000 officers quit before being eligible for their pension. Think about how bad things are that you're willing to quit before, you know, being eligible for your pension. Uh, and the Democratic mayor announced a hiring freeze to address the city's growing issues. Officers cited long working hours, exhaustion due to protests, and, and as other reasons for leaving, the uh, Police Benevolent Association president, uh, Patrick Henry, said the workload is a leading factor driving people away from the job. If the NYPD is going to survive these staffing reductions, it cannot just keep squeezing cops for more hours. 
I keep in contact with the guys. He said that I was in, in the Academy and we all have the same notion. An officer said to the uh, NYP uh, to the New York post, I think 95% of us are planning on leaving. So not good news. If you live in the city of New York and you're wondering, uh, you know, am I going to be safe? Are the streets going to be safe for me and my family or, or even to come visit as we're seeing tonight, uh, you know, due to the, uh, the Palestinian protests, uh, going on as they, uh, as we try to ring in Christmas. So, yeah. Yep. Insane. All right. We'll do some more. We'll do some more news with Rick Delgado. Let's do a little with David Zier. Of course, breaking point 8 a.m. every Saturday morning right here on Real America's Voice. Mr. Zia, what's going on in your world? Uh, everything. Everything. You know, just trying to, uh, you know, stand up for good people. I don't know why that's a problem with everybody. Um, but, you know, there's a lot going on here uh, in the world right now and in Europe. Uh, Muslim attacks have been a constant uh, from the Belgium airport explosions uh, to Charlie Hebdo to Bataclan to the knifings on the London Bridge to the subway and the buses that were blown up uh, in London, England. Um, to the um, 311 attacks in Madrid where hundreds of people were murdered um, by Islam, by, you know, um, Al-Qaeda and the likes. And um, this woman uh, who's really great, I'm just trying to get to her clip here. I have a clip for her um, from uh, Ava uh, Vlardingabrook. Uh, and she talks about all the attacks across Europe. Uh, check out uh, this cut here. Um, is she is she Dutch? <laughs> She's Dutch. Okay, I think that's cut she, number three. Eric. Dutch commentator. The stabbing in Dublin. Three. You know, it's not the first time at all that we've had a, a migrant come into any of our countries, really, in Europe and stab random people, stab children, stab women or elderly. Usually, they go for, uh, you know, like easy targets, so to say. And the list of of, of people who were sacrificed on the altar of of multiculturalism or diversity is endless. You know, and you would never hear about it really in the media. Yeah, because they would like to cover that up, obviously, you know, because God forbid that people know the truth and actually hold the establishment accountable for their policies. Well, the thing is, it's like it's become so frequent now that it's hard to hide and people have gone out to protest. And that's what you're seeing in Ireland. It's just people are fed up with it. Yeah. And two of those three kids that were stabbed, uh, one's on life support and the other's on a ventilator uh, in Ireland right now. And then in Northern Ireland, um, there's a group that wrote on a wall, Irish lives matter and the government's flipping out, <laughs> you know. Yeah, they're so investigating that as hate they're speech. They're investigating okay. that, hate yeah. So, uh, yeah, it goes on. But this uh, Europe, you know, you asked for it, you got it, Toyota. You know, that's what Europe asked for. That's what they got. And uh, the emigration of Muslims into Europe is to restore the caliphate when they controlled it a thousand years ago. And this is a resurgence since the uh, International Brotherhood of Muslims reorganized in the early 1900s. This is part of the plan. This is part of the Muslim plan. And people have to wake up. So, David, did you hear did you hear Bannon on War Room the other morning talking about the um, or maybe it was on with Tucker that we played the uh, the the equivalent numbers if you did the numbers as opposed to the population uh, uh, in Ireland? I think he said that what the equivalent would be here in the in yeah. the U.S. Did you hear him talking about that? The numbers were staggering. Yeah, uh, we talked about it last night. You know, it would be the equivalent of a whole year's worth 
of uh, immigration, illegal immigration into the United States. Uh, because 126,000 have come to Dublin. Now, 100,000 of them were Ukrainian refugees. Uh, but Dublin, in particular, uh, is about 5% Muslim. It's higher than the rest of Ireland. All right, more news with David Zier, Rick Delgado, Sports with Slick Rick. When we get back, top of the hour, we'll get back to Crazy Town in hour two as well. Lots still to do on a Wednesday night. be hour two real america's voice on a wednesday night glad you're in slick rick's doing sports david zier's doing news rick delgado's doing the news as well We've got some news to get to right here at the top of yeah. the hour we'll do that plus we'll do some more sports lots to get to in hour two we'll get back to crazy town before the end of the show it was an all-timer here we actually opened the show with it it was so good uh, big news on Joe Biden today. Republicans did a big press conference this morning. I got some clips from that from James Comer, from Jason Smith. Uh, we've got some news there. We've got some news out of the uh, Jack Smith, by the way. Jack Smith wants to know um, if you ever liked any uh, tweets by Trump. Uh, we got a big story on that. If you've liked or retweeted anything. For, oh, yes. If you've retweeted or liked anything yeah. from President Trump's Twitter. Oh, you might be a... Uh, you might be under investigation as well. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, I think the whole um, show will go missing tomorrow. Yeah. Because um, at yeah. one time, I think we've we've all retweeted or liked something uh, from the president's uh, Twitter. Twitter. Uh, yeah, exactly right. Feed. So if we have time, we'll get into that. But we have some breaking news here to get to top of the hour. And then we'll do regular news behind that. Uh, Rick Delgado, what's going on? All right. Well, this breaking news, as you just mentioned, former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger is dead at 100. Wow. Yes, Henry Kissinger, the German-born American diplomat, academic, and presidential advisor who served as Secretary of State for two presidents and left his stamp on U.S. foreign policy for decades, died earlier today at the age of 100. A statement released by Kissinger's associate stated that Kissinger died Wednesday at his home in Connecticut. That's all they've said so far. Um, and this is coming from uh, Fox News, who just uh, broke this headline. So... That's a kind of that's kind of a I guess you could call that that's a big deal, right? When it comes yeah, to uh, sure. political well, sure. heavyweights and two, two uh, people that have been uh, you know so influential in, in American politics for I don't know what seven decades probably that guy. Oh yeah, Henry Kissinger. You've two, obviously two you just presidents. had a former a former first lady and Rosalind Carter, and obviously Jimmy Carter's on hospice care. And pretty amazing, by the way. We didn't talk about this yesterday, but pretty amazing to see his ability to actually they actually were able to get him to the funeral i mean i i mean that just i mean pretty amazing given the shape that he looks like he's in and he's on hospice care obviously the former president the former first lady passes away uh and now henry kissinger so yeah absolutely influential people in the history of this country whether it's you know good or bad uh, definitely influential people 
Yeah, amazing. His family fled the Holocaust, too, in 1938. So there you have it. Henry Kissinger uh, is dead at 100. That was Nixon and Ford, right, that he was under? I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I know he was Ford under Nixon, sure. but I'm not Vietnam sure about Vietnam era a little bit there. He negotiated the, us leaving uh, Vietnam, which right. was a little bit of a disaster there, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah just a um, But, uh, yeah, opened the doors uh, to China in the late 60s for Nixon. Yes. Yeah, and a big Trump hater, from what I understand. Yeah. Does, doesn't really like uh, populists. Well, globally. Yes. He's a globalist. No. Uh, in other news, this one, you know, um, I, I know we did crazy town, but uh, Joe Biden just, he's the gift that keeps on giving all year long, Clark. Uh, Biden suggests that uh, the, the terror group Hamas, they attacked Israel because he was on the verge of bringing peace to the Middle East, Damon. Yes. Do, oh, do, do you realize this? That. He's blown up. I mean, no pun intended, but he's blown up the Middle East. <laughs> Not according to him. Well, what the hell is he talking about? According to him, that's what sparked this uh, this attack. President Joe Biden suggested that Hamas terrorists invaded Israel and slaughtered its citizens to prevent him from bringing peace to the Middle East. If you don't believe me, here he is. Cut number six. Aaron, go. President, you said you were hoping to get cooperation from Arab leaders. What are you hearing from them when you talk to them? What would you like to see them do? I'm hearing a lot, but I'm not going to speak to it right now. There's an overwhelming desire on the part of the region to let me back up. I'm, I cannot prove what I'm about to say, but I believe one of the reasons why Hamas struck when they did was they knew that I was working very closely with the Saudis and others in the region to bring peace to the region by having recognition of Israel and Israel's right to exist. You may recall when we did the G20 about a little while ago, I was able to get a resolution, a, a statement passed through there saying we're going to build a railroad from Riyadh all the way through the Middle East into, into Saudi Arabia, Israel, et cetera, and all the way up to Europe. Not the, not the railroad, but it would be an underground pipeline and then railroad. <laughs> the whole pipeline. idea is there's overwhelming interest, and I think most Arab nations yeah, know it, in coordinating with one another to change the dynamic in their region for longer-term peace. And uh, that is uh, what I'm going to continue to work on. Thank you all very, very much. I appreciate it. Get right to it. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> not only... Is he bringing peace to the Middle East? He's uh, building a railroad across uh, from uh, from Israel to Riyadh, and it's he's also going to couple that with an underground pipeline. Yeah, it's not a railroad. It's an underground. It's a it's a railroad, but it's not a railroad. It's an underground right. pi a pipeline, and he's uh, responsible for the Abraham, basically describing the Abraham Accords. I mean, yeah. th th this guy. I mean, <laughs> it, it, I mean. Just to, just to get back to the crazy town, because I listened to that, and it makes me go back to what I was thinking this afternoon, watching this guy talk about taxes. With uh, Didn't make the crazy town. It could have, but it just wasn't that amusing. His, his take and description on wealthy people in this country and how he thinks their taxes work and these broad statements he makes about billionaires – and all of these companies, and you know what they paid taxes? Zero. And these billionaires, you know, there's there was 700 billionaires in the country before COVID. Now there's over a thousand. You know what they pay? They pay eight percent. You know, they make a billion dollars. Like Joe, he makes it sound like they're making like W two. Yeah. A billion dollars every year, and they're somehow finding a way to pay eight percent. I mean, this guy is so inept. 
and stupid and, and unable to even understand how these things work. It is, it is just mind-boggling that people sit there and listen to him. His description today of taxes <laughs> and how he thinks taxes should work and how he thinks they're working now, which they're not, and how people he thinks make money when I, – I mean, it is so delusional – it's hard to even talk about. Yeah, he, he not, thinks, this, this, isn't, this isn't calculus. Right. He, he thinks that, uh, you know, people like Jeff Bezos get a, get a not only get a W-2, but they get direct deposit. And they have to go and check, oh, did I get did, – did, 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 uh, did Amazon pay me? Yes. Okay, good. I got my paycheck. Now I can pay my heating bill. He thinks that's the way it works. It's I mean, if you listen to him, I swear, go listen to that speech today. I mean, I, I mean, uh, don't Why? do it after you've eaten <laughs> after you've eaten dinner. But I mean, his description of when he gets into the tax part and he talks about billionaires paying eight percent, and that's firefighters pay more than that. And and I mean, it's just mind-numbingly stupid. And, and you know what's really funny is that you bring that up, and yesterday, um. I can't. Somebody had had. I, I guess this was starting to trend or something. Was the uh, was the debate between Trump and Hillary where they were talking about taxes, and he talks about you know this is this is what I pay. Of course, I use that loophole. It's because it's there. And, and, you know, basically, and it's the it's the uh, the bit that uh, Dave Chappelle talks about, where he says I use the same loopholes that you and your your friends George Soros use, um, so they don't have to pay taxes. Uh, and for some reason, that was out yesterday all over the place on X. I don't know if you caught it, but I thought it was interesting. Most most wealthy people, specifically billionaires like Musk or these guys, they don't have any income. They have wealth. They have property. They have assets. They borrow against their assets when they need to be liquid. None of that is taxable because it's technical. This guy has no idea what he's talking about, as if all these billionaires are making it every year in like W-2 earnings, and they're only paying 8%. It's so stupid, it makes me want to pull my hair out. <laughs> and I bet they don't have shell companies. So... Unbelievable. What there else is going on in the news? Well, uh, I thought we want to leave some time for Slick. Yes, we do. Uh, I just noticed the time. All right, we'll do some more yeah. sports. With, uh, more sports. We'll do some more news with Delgado coming up. Let's do some sports. And here with that is Slick Rick. Rick Amorati. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and My Pillow. Slick, what's going on? Uh, one of our fa favorite sports people were out there today. Uh, there's no respect for the police, no respect for the military. UFC boss Dana White calls out unpatriotic Americans. Warner Todd Houston of Breitbart. UFC boss Dana White went off on young people who disrespect America and slammed those who keep claiming they will move away way if Republicans win. As our government-run schools continue to churn out children who have been training that the U.S. is not a great country, the level of patriotism in our youth has naturally plummeted. But Dana White is tired of it. Appearing on the Full Send podcast on Tuesday, White blasted the constant stream of negativity directed at the United States of America. If you look at all the bleep that's going, of course, I got to clean him up because he's, you know, his stories, you got to really watch what you got there. If you look at all the bleeps that go that's going on in the world right now, if we went to war. There's no respect for the police anymore. There's no respect for the military. Our country, our way of life, we have here, White insisted, is off the chart. You can sit around and nitpick and talk about things that are wrong with the United States. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell bleeping your generation, my generation, everybody's generation, this is it. So all these bleeping people who are like, oh God, if President Trump wins, I'm leaving the country. They all say it. 
Nobody bleeping does it, he said. Though they, they though they're never shy to come right out and say his piece. Uh, his piece, White has been all on a roll lately, appearing on podcasts and slamming those he disagrees with. Early this month, he told an audience that he ripped the sponsor to his face for demanding that he pull one of his pro-Trump messages off Twitter. We talked about that on the show a couple weeks ago. He next flamed exercise bike company Peloton after discovering that the company had pulled its advertising from a podcast because they interviewed presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Along with his criticism of the company, White added that he would eliminate all Peloton products from his own gym. Just last week, White told another podcast audience that the media are some of the most useless people on the planet. He called the media as a know-nothing, do-nothing idiots who are the dumbest, know-nothing, do-nothing, never-bleeping, built-nothing mother bleepers on planet Earth. You know, he's got a beautiful way with words, that guy. He, he, he makes me navigate my job on the show. But uh, he's right to the point, Big D. And I know we're preaching to the choir, and we all know this, but I like to call out a UFC president, runs a great organization. Look how President Trump gets treated when he goes to an MMA event. I mean, it's an event when that man walks in, right? Standing ovation, screaming nonstop. That's the way it should be for a presidential, uh, a president, a former president and a presidential candidate. And hopefully... All president in the next year. From my mouth to God's ears. That's a wrap in sports, Big D. <laughs> you're, all, you're absolutely right. We've talked many times about their uh, their relationship, Dana White and um, President yeah. Trump's relationship. And, uh, you know, loyalty is the first word that comes to mind when you think about the two of them on each side, you know. And Dana White's talked about it many times, his relationship. And he said, that guy's been there for me at every st- anything that's ever good that's happened to me. That guy's been there. He's been one of the first people to reach out or he's had some direct hand in making it happen. So uh, there's a lot of loyalty between those two. And that's something you don't see that much, especially between very powerful and popular people as the two of them are. So exactly the right wing Avengers. Yeah, they walked out like the right wing Avengers. I remember that. All right, live from Studio 6B. More news with uh, David Sear, Rick Delgado. Slick with sports, all coming up. Crazy Town, too. organization that still backs Obamacare, gun control, and extreme transgender policies that endanger our kids? Well, they claim to be bipartisan, but last year, 95% of their donations went to Democrats. That's right. It's AARP, and they don't represent the value of American seniors. Fortunately, there's a conservative alternative, and that's AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, proudly champions Americans' right to free speech, religious liberty, and the Second Amendment. AMAC defends parents' rights to protect their children and is fighting to restore America's election integrity. With more than 2 million members nationwide, AMAC is pro-faith, pro-family, and pro-freedom. 
And I encourage you to look at AMAC and think about becoming a member today. Let's send AARP a strong message that they don't represent conservative seniors. Join AMAC today at amac.us forward slash studio 6B. That's amac.us forward slash studio 6B. All right, let me talk to you about our friends at Birch Gold. Diversify your savings with physical precious metals while stockpiling silver in your home safe. Sounds pretty good to me. Well, it's Birch Gold Group's most popular special of the year. Now through December 22nd, for every $5,000 you spend with Birch Gold, they'll send you a one-ounce silver eagle coin absolutely free. Just text AMERICA to 989898 to claim your free eligibility now. You can purchase gold and silver and have it shipped directly to your home or have Birch Gold's precious metal specialists help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold for no money out of pocket. And they'll send you a free silver, uh, silver eagle coin for every $5,000 that you purchase. Keep it for yourself or give something with real value as a stocking stuffer this year. Just text the keyword AMERICA to 989898 to claim your eligibility. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, now is the best time to buy gold from Birch Gold. Text AMERICA to 989898 and claim your eligibility for free silver on qualifying purchases before December 22nd. All right, 19 past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. David Zier's here. He's got some news. Of course, the host of Breaking Point right here on Real America's Voice, Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. Make sure you appointment television that, or um, you can always watch it at uh, online if you miss it. It's all over, obviously, at americasvoice.news, the website. All episodes are there. Uh, Mr. Zier, what's going on in your world? Uh, well, this weekend I got Sandy Smith, who's the congresswoman from the 1st District in North Carolina. Um, I also have Chelsea Carroll, Patriot artist, big Trump supporter. Uh, she'll be at Patriot Palooza at the America First Warehouse this Saturday. Um, and then I have Z Van Fleet, who's uh, a, a woman very... Uh, critical of communist China. We're going to talk about San Francisco and other things. So that should be fun. And uh, I will be on the ground in Cedar Rapids uh, this weekend uh, covering. What Trump. are you expecting? Uh, what are you expecting on the ground? You think the vibe? I mean, uh, as we're getting closer, obviously to the caucuses, do you 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 um are you expecting the vibe in Iowa to be a little different, a little more heated, a little more fired up? What do you what do you think you're going to see this weekend? Well, I've been all over Iowa. Uh, the Trump first uh, uh, the support for Trump is overwhelming, and 57 percent of that vote is evangelical. They're still Trumpers. Um, Kim Reynolds, you know, didn't really put a dent by supporting DeSantis, uh, and Trump's still ahead. Nikki Haley, you know, by 30, 30 points, 27 points at least. But there haven't been many polls released recently. Um, and Cedar Rapids is the world's headquarters for corn processing. And I know the jury's mixed on uh, ethanol, you know, about small engine repair and stuff like that. But it's really helped the people of Iowa. And Trump was big on ethanol there. And DeSantis voted against ethanol in Congress. And um, they really love Trump there. And he brought $28 billion back from China for the farmers of, of Iowa. So Cedar Rapids, um, you know, I expect the people to be a little fired up there versus, say, Des Moines, which is a little more liberal. Um, but, you know, it's, it's Trump's in the lead by double digits at this point. 
All right, very good. We'll be watching coverage. Obviously, America, yeah. uh, Real America's Voice will be covering it all weekend. Two events, I believe, one and four. David will be covering the four o'clock. Uh, what else is going on? Um, well, uh, the, the case uh, from the New York State Attorney General, Letitia James, is falling apart uh, to a degree. And the testimony of the Deutsche Bank 17-year veteran employee, um, and, and the Daily Caller did a great job of covering this. You know, she said, quote, unquote, they were whale hunting. They were courting Donald Trump and they made adjustments of his net worth from 4.2 million billion, I think, to like 2.5 or so billion. But they said that it's not unusual to do that or atypical for any clients provided financial statements to be adjusted on the to, on the level to this extent. Um, and, um, you know, they were courting Donald Trump. It wasn't the other way around. And it looks like it blows a big hole in the case that Trump was out to defraud everybody to get financing. They were throwing themselves at Donald Trump. And these are all based on estimated uh, values, uh, which is really important to remember here. And um, I just wanted to maybe throw to a quick uh, cut here. Um, <clears throat> we have, uh, let's see here. Um, sorry, I lost my spot. We have uh, Oakland City Council meeting denials of October 7th. And this is the state of our country. Listen to these people and the outrageous things they're saying to the Oakland City Council cut nine. There's not been beheadings of babies and rapings. Israel murdered their own people on October 7th. Calling Hamas a terrorist organization is ridiculous, racist, and plays into genocidal propaganda that is flooding our media and that we should be doing everything possible to combat. I support the right of Palestinians to resist occupation, including through Hamas, the armed wing of the unified Palestinian resistance. As an Arab, asking with this context to condemn Hamas is very anti-Arab racist. The notion that this was a massacre of Jews is a fabricated narrative. Many of those killed on October seventh, you, your time is up. including children, were killed by the IDF. An amendment condemning Hamas is bald propaganda meant to. Thank you. Your time is up. To hear them complain about Hamas violence is like listening to a wife beater complain when his wife finally stands up and fights back. Question: Did anyone else notice that those who oppose this resolution are old white supremacists? There's been a lot of atrocity propaganda raging from claims of beheaded babies to mass rape. Hamas is not a terrorist organization just because the U.S. and Israel um, deems it so. Hamas is a resistance organization that is fighting for the liberation of Palestinian people and their land. Wow. These people are experts, huh? Yeah. <laughs> let's, take, let's take each and every one of them and put them over there and let's see how long wow. they uh, yeah. how long they would survive there. It's bad yeah. enough it's Oakland. You know, it's crazy. Crazy. People are unhinged. But I got some more for you later. For That's you. insane. That is insane. That is insane. That is insane. They, and they do that from the comfort of, uh, you know, the microphone over there. It, you know, it, where would you say that was in Oakland, California? Oh, well, what do you expect? You know, they have where, reparations where, in the board. wings, too. Yeah. So where, where the education system is top notch. Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking right. of. But, but even still, even still, they can get up there and sound that stupid with no, uh, you know, but. Uh, like I said, take any. But why don't they? Why don't they all go over there then? If they, if they're so, um, if they've got so much of a um, chip on their shoulder about this, why don't they go spew their nonsense somewhere other than in Oakland, California, where they're not going to get any any pushback? Yeah, and these young white girls get up there like they know something about Sharia <laughs> exactly. law. You know, they would be put into basically a womanhood slavery 
over there yeah. having to follow behind the man, <laughs> hiding their faces. They can get killed I, for any reason. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, look, yeah. you know, there's between Hamas and hummus, these people. Come on. Give me a break. <laughs> you know, come on. It's like, uh, like Megan Rapino going off. It's like, does she realize you'd be dead in about four seconds right. if you were there? Comer, Jason Smith from the House Republican uh, press conference today coming up on Joe Biden. David's here doing the news. Aaron and Fran holding it down as always. We'll try to get back to crazy town one more time before we wrap it up. Uh, a couple other clips I want to get to, though. Big headline. Everybody had it. John Solomon broke it, of course. The great John Solomon is just the news. Everybody had it. I happen to have the Washington Times in front of me. China's payments to Hunter Biden raised red flags with bank during the Obama years. Bank investigators flagged $3 million in payments from a Chinese company to Hunter Biden's law firm as erratic and, quote, unusual and potentially evidence of an influence peddling scheme back in the Obama years. House lawmakers believe some of the questionable funds ended up in President Biden's bank account. On Wednesday, the House Oversight and Accountability Committee disclosed a 2018 email from an investigator at an un unidentified bank. The committee is conducting an impeachment inquiry into whether Mr. Biden helped his son and other family members secure lucrative business deals, many with foreign countries, while he was vice president. House Republicans did a press conference today and everybody spoke. I happened to pick just a couple of that I thought were the better ones, having to deal with Biden directly. Uh, cut one, James Comer, Aaron, or all that. Joe Biden has repeatedly lied to the American people about his family's corrupt influence peddling schemes. Our investigation has revealed how Joe Biden knew of, participated in, and benefited from his family cashing in on the Biden name around the world. First, President Biden told the American people he never spoke to his son about his family's business dealings. That was a lie. President Biden spoke by phone, attended dinners, had coffee with his son's foreign business associates. These individuals include Russian and Kazakhstani oligarchs, a Burisma executive, and a Chinese national who funneled millions to his son. President Biden claimed there was an absolute wall between his official government duties as vice president and his family. But there was no such wall. The door was wide open to his family's influence peddling schemes. But Joe Biden allowed his son to catch a ride on Air Force Two at least a dozen times to sell the Biden brand around the world. The, the National Archives has also identified the Office of Vice President emailed with the Biden family and their businesses over 29,000 times. 
However, the White House is withholding these emails from Congress in addition to the 82,000 pages of pseudonym emails. 82,000 pages. President Biden claimed his family didn't receive money from China, but we all know they did. President Biden's son, brother, sister-in-law, and daughter-in-law collectively received millions from CCP-linked entities. We've also revealed how Joe Biden received $40,000 in laundered China money in the form of a personal check from his sister-in-law. The White House and corporate media continue to move the goalpost as they seek to cover up for President Biden and his family. But Nate, make no mistake, financial records, emails, text messages, and witness testimony reveal that the Biden family enterprise is centered on Joe Biden's political career and connections. <coughs> Joe Biden knew about, participated, and benefited from these schemes. This is a national security threat at the highest level of government, and Americans demand accountability for the Biden corruption. Over the next two months, our committees will interview members of the Biden family and their associates about this record of evidence. We expect full compliance with our lawfully issued subpoenas. No one is above the law, even if your last name is Biden. Our committee will first interview and depose witnesses. We then, of course, would welcome Hunter Biden to testify at a public hearing at a future date. Democrats should have no concern with first deposing and interviewing key witnesses. This is how they conducted their impeachment inquiry of former President Trump and the January 6th committee. President Biden's pattern of lies, corruption, and obstruction demand action from Congress. We will continue to follow the facts and hold President Biden accountable to the American people. Yeah. And uh, in John Solomon's article today, obviously, they said that the flagging of these transactions at, as high risk were possibly tied to efforts by the Communist Party to gain influence through Hunter Biden, according to a new explosive memo released by congressional investigators on Wednesday. Uh, Jason Smith is the uh, chairman of the Ways and Means Committee. Cut to Aaron, roll that. Most Americans, they work hard to provide for their families. They follow the law, they pay their taxes, but the Biden family has been playing by different rules. Two brave whistleblowers came forward to expose the political interference impeding an investigation into the tax crimes of the president's son, Hunter Biden. These are serious, credible IRS investigators who risked their career to come forward admits threats from those representing the president's son that anyone prosecuting the case would be committing career suicide. And as one might expect, they provided substantial evidence backing up their testimony that we have reviewed and released over the course of our work to hold government officials accountable. In the days since their initial testimony, we have learned that President Biden wasn't just aware of his son's business dealings. He wasn't just involved, but he appears to have directly benefited from them. This directly contradicts the the, what President Biden said throughout his presidential campaign and while being president.
We have learned about what can be described as the International Bank of Joe Biden, a lending scheme that saw special loans to Biden family members repaid with funds from Chinese executives. We have learned about a Hollywood attorney acting as a special benefactor by paying off at least two million of Hunter's tax debts in order to keep it out of the press at the beginning of the 2020 campaign. When confronted with this potential campaign finance violation, an assistant U.S. attorney refused to investigate because, quote, she was not personally interested in pursuing it. We have learned that DOJ officials went out of their way to remove the mention of political figure one, AKA Joe Biden from search warrants. As Ways and Means Chairman, there are three major aspects that fall into my committee's jurisdiction. First, we need to get to the bottom of what exactly happened at the Department of Justice and the IRS to impede the Hunter Biden investigation. Did Joe Biden use his administration to protect him from the scrutiny? Second, the Biden family appears to have used numerous accounts, transactions, and loans to mask the flow of money. If these loans were in fact legitimate, they should be interest income. There should be interest income reported on tax documents. Was such reported? Third, how did Hunter and his associates move money through the many shell companies that have been identified? Is there tax information that would help explain the complex web the Bidens created? Over the next week, the Ways and Means Committee will take further action to pursue the truth and follow the facts wherever they lead. We will be holding a hearing with the IRS whistleblowers to discuss the investigation as well as releasing additional material that they have provided. The American people expect no less. Yeah. And what's amazing, and I don't know, Delgado, if any of you guys have looked at this, but this actual bank email that's part of John Solomon's reporting today, if you actually read the memo, what the bank investigator wrote is, is I mean, he says, quote, we have been monitoring the subject, meaning Hunter <clears throat> Biden, customer, due to the PEP designation and observations on the account activity, as well as recent negative news indicate this entity to be a high risk. The money laundering investigator wrote uh, as he traced the money from Northern International Capital Holdings Limited, a firm tied to China, CEFC Energy, through the Biden's family Hudson West Third firm and to Hunter Biden's Owasco uh, PC law firm. They said, quote, these payments were indicated as management fees and reimbursement. We find it unusual that approximately 58% of the funds were transferred to the law firm in a few months and the frequency of payments appear erratic. It was also previously indicated Hudson West 3 LLC does not currently have any investment projects at this time, which raises further concerns as millions in fees are being paid, but does not appear to have any services rendered by Oswego PC. 
Well, I mean, you can't put down uh, my dad's going to make sure this piece of legislation gets passed or we're going to funnel yeah. you some secrets for the, your uh, for your military. I don't think you can put that in writing there, Damon, and, and you know, it kind of passes mustard. They got to hide that stuff from yeah, what I, I understand. I think you probably understand that correctly. So anyways, if you haven't seen this whole article, it's uh, over at Just the News. Uh, today, I read on the front page, bank raised red flags, about $5 million loan from Chinese firm to Hunter Biden. So go check it out. Um, all right, let's do a little more news. Then we'll do sports quickly when we get back, and then we'll do Crazy Town on the way out. Uh, Rick Delgado, what else is going on? All right. Well, if it couldn't get any worse for Joe Biden, well, then you've you're not been paying attention because Hamas released an American hostage whose family purchased Hunter Biden art. Yes, you heard that correctly. (laughs) This happened on Sunday as four-year-old hostage Abigail Moore Eden, whose great aunt is a reported buyer of Hunter Biden's artwork and a big donor to Democrats. The release of Abigail suggests that her connections to the White House may have motivated the Biden administration to lobby Hamas to prioritize her release over other American hostages. Abigail is one of among 17 hostages freed on the third day. Again, that happened on Saturday of the uh, Sunday of the season fire and Hamas still holds nine more, at least nine more Americans hostage. Abigail's great aunt, Liz Hirsch Naftali, reportedly purchased Hunter Biden's art and was placed on the Commission for Preservation of American Heritage abroad by, you guessed it, President Biden and his administration. Uh, Business Insider reported the finding in July of 2022, eight months after Hunter Biden's first art opening. Joe Biden announced Hirsch Naftali's appointment to the Commission for the Preservation of American heritage abroad. It is unclear. They're saying whether the uh, the purchase of the Hunter Biden artwork occurred before or after the appointment. So just an, just another little wrinkle you throw in there to find out, well, there, there's a reason why they got this kid out is because, uh, let's face it, she's 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 got connections. I mean, I'm glad that she's home. I think we want all American hostages freed no matter where they are. Uh, but when you see this type of... Uh, this type of uh, stuff going on, it, it definitely uh, it definitely angers you. So that is uh, that would be the rest of what I got. I got a little bit more, but uh, don't have time for it right now. Damon, back to you. All right, live from Studio Six P. One more time, Crazy Town. We'll give it another run. Sports with Slick Rick. A little more news with David Zier. If we have time, coming up on a Wednesday night. on a Wednesday night. Let's do a little more news with David Zier, then we'll do some sports, then we'll do Crazy Town one more time on the way out. Mr. Zier, what's going on with you? 
I just wanted to point out that uh, cut number 10 uh, video of Thomas Jefferson's statue being taken down in New York City Hall, I believe, uh, after 187 years. Mm. Now, Trump predicted this in 2017. He said, whose statue is next, Washington or Jefferson? After Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson's statues were taken down. So NBC comes out with this story a day later in 2017. Uh, statues of Washington and Jefferson are not next. So once again, Trump is right. People are stupid on the left. And they forget that Thomas Jefferson banned the importation of slavery. I think it was in 1807 to America. So we actually practically ended slavery. Um, so, you know, that's what's going on there, Damon. Well, like you said, Trump was right. He was right a lot about a lot of things oh, about yeah. where we were going in the culture wise and where we were going in a lot of these things. And he was absolutely right. And that's this Thomas Jefferson statue removed after 187 years is just another one. So you're absolutely right about that. So, all right, very good. Thanks, David. Let's do a little more sports, then we'll get to Crazy Town here. Of course, sports brought, brought to you by Mike Lindell and My Pillow. Uh, use our code LFS6B if you're going to shop there this week and send your receipts in if you want free merch. Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, one quick sweep of the scoreboard. Big D, Red Wings and Rangers, good one tied at two with 10 to go in the third at the Garden. The Canadians down the Blue Jackets 4-2 to two earlier tonight. Capitals, Kings, 10-30 puck drop. Out West in Cali. Let's see what else we got going on. Oh, we're going to get right to the story, Big D. And oh, by the way, the Big Cat is back on the golf course at the Hero World Challenge in the Bahamas. Tiger Woods takes back to the course, Big D. Should be a, very, a lot of eyes on that this weekend. I'm looking forward to watching that myself. It's going to be a good one. See how he does. I wouldn't expect, you know, can't expect a whole lot if he's even going to be able to walk all those all, all those holes. But we'll see what happens. But uh, rooting for him. I'd like to see him come back after that, you know, really yep. tragic accident. I mean, it's, it's his tournament. He's the host of this tournament. So he always tries to uh, get involved. So it's nice to see him play. He says he's a little rusty, yep. but we'll see. And, you know, like you said, enjoy him while you have him because he's not going to be around much longer. That's obvious. And anyway, one more quick story. Construction companies find in connection with Lambeau death. This is an AP report out of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Federal labor inspectors have levied fines against two construction companies in connection with a worker's death at Lambeau Field, home of the Green Bay Packers earlier this year. Joshua Shaw, a 27-year-old carpenter with Mavid Construction, died in June at he was struck by a dumbwaiter car waiting uh, inside one of the football stadium's video scoreboards, WLUK-TV reported yesterday. The work was part of a project to replace the stadium's two video scoreboards and renovate concession stands. WLUK reported that it obtained documents that show the U.S. Department of Labor's Occupational Safety and Health Administration issued citations against Maven and the project's general contractor, Miron Construction, on November 15th. The citations called for fines of more than 15000 against Maven and almost 19,000 against uh, Miron. They're going to set up a scholarship for that young man as well, which was the right thing to do. They had the Green Bay Packers who always seem to do the right thing. So bad news at Lambeau, Big D. And that's a wrap in sports for tonight, Big D. Back to you. All right, Slick Rick. Very good. Uh, all right, Aaron, let's do it one more time. We started the show with it. Let's end the show with it. And let's listen up this time for all, like Doug Otto said, all the <laughs> spots that were we're also worth listening to the first time we kind of laughed through some of it. Let's really crank up the volume here because this is an all-timer. Crazy town from earlier today. Joe Biden, woo, unleashed. Here we go. Roll it, Aaron. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the introduction. And Nick, mayor, the mayor here. 
You know, I walked over. Stand up, Mr. Mayor, so they see you. I was on the plane. They came to meet me at the aircraft, Air Force One. I'm on the plane. I'm on the phone talking with my national security team about the next tranche of prisoners being released. And I knew I was running late, so I came down the stairs of Air Force One and ran right to the car, ran right by the mayor, and everybody came to see me. And uh, the chairman of SC, uh, CS Wind, Kim, where, where were you? He, there you go, man. Thank you. But I am friends with your leader, Mr. Moon. You know, you know we're, we're, we're good guys. Thank you for all the, and I want to thank all thank the you. tribal leaders for joining. All the tribal leaders are here. If, you, if you're here, you stand. Can I see? I don't know where you are. Maybe I don't, you're not here right now. As I said for a long time, when I think climate, and I mean this sincerely, I think jobs, jobs. That's what climate's about. Not only saving lives and saving the environment, but jobs. And because of the investment and incentive we wrote into the law, CS1 recently announced its employees will receive an end-of-year bonuses as well. Here in Colorado, the wind turbine manufacturing Vistas is, is investing $40 million to expand its factory and hire an additional 1,000 employees. Solar manufacturer Ber Meyer Berger. We're also bringing the summer <laughs> semiconductor manufacturing back home. We invented the computer chip. We invented the semiconductor. The historic investments we're celebrating today is in Congressman Bobert's district. She's one of the leaders of this extreme mega movement. Tell that to anyone who wants to listen. Tell with thanks to Congressman, I think she, what she calls a massive failure. I got around the plant today to those I got to talk to. You're changing America. You're changing America. It all sounds like a massive failure in thinking by the Congresswoman and her colleagues. As my mother would say, God love him. As one of my friends back home would say, that's real chutzpah. That's real chutzpah. Let me be clear. Any corporation that's not passing these savings on to the consumers needs to stop the price gouging. One of the ways that we paid for all those investments and we paid for them, and by the way, I cut the federal deficit of over $7 billion while doing all this. We could use it to strengthen the Social Security and Medicare system instead of cutting them, or like Congressman Trump and both were going to do. We could use it to help millionaires and millions of families afford, instead of millionaires and millions of families afford. And all these ideas would be a hell of a lot better for growing the American economy than letting billionaires keep paying less taxes than any middle-class person or working person in America. That's what it's about. This is not any, they call it socialism. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I've said this, and I said this to Deng Xiaoping and the Himalayas, and I've said this to every world leader. It's never, never, never been a good bet to bet against the American people. Never, never, never. We just have to remember who in God's name we are. We're the United States of America. There's nothing, nothing beyond our capacity to work together. So let's continue to work together, and God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. We're moving, folks. We're moving, and no one's going to stop us.
Yeah, he's moving well, all right. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's moving as fast as that turbine that you saw just behind you him. You know, that's the Man. largest turbine plant in the world. Uh, 30 cents a kilowatt for power coming to a neighborhood near you. Now yeah, it's right. 15, you know, so that's what's going to happen. And, you know, Biden did meet with Deng Xiaoping in 1979 in, uh, in Beijing. but Well, that's 40, what he was talking about. 50 years ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's told he's he's told us how many times Xi Jinping that he's he was in the Himalayas. We've made right. it's made every crazy town since I think he said it. And yeah. now he added a new person to the mix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, what'd you say before? Now it's a threesome. Yeah, it's a threesome now. <laughs> With Chung Pao Pete. <laughs> We salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines protecting us. Thanks, everybody on the show. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Fran. Most of all, thank you, the live from Studio 6B audience. We'll see you live from the Himalayas tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Right here, live from Studio 6B.